Well, let me ask you a question. Now, you got to listen really closely to get this specifically. Here's the question. Are you being trapped by the shallow waters of avarice? All right. Hey, we're going to come back, unpack that a little bit. Stick around. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about the shallow waters of avarice. I'll tell you a little bit more about why I use that term. This is Dan Miller. We're going to be talking here every week. We come up with some of the questions you all been asking. Going to be doing that again today. Questions that you have got about the workplace, how it's changing, how new opportunities are coming up. Old ones are going away. A lot of things changing out there. Here's some of the questions we want to dig into today. Well, in addition to the great resignation, what is another silent form of resignation? Why are companies looking for pre-quitting behaviors. Does your company need a dream manager? And are you still sitting on that nail? So we're going to unpack some of the things that are happening in the workplace today that can impact you no matter what what it is you're doing in the workplace. If you've decided to go out on your own, if you're working for a company, if you're doing both, which is certainly becoming more and more common, got a lot of options for you, some things I want you to walk away with here today. Quotation comes from Stanley Goldstein, who said, he who has learning without imagination has feet, but no wings. Our resource today is an overview of the Eagle's Nest. They're going to be starting right here at the beginning of February in the Eagle's community 11 Eagle's Nest. We usually have 10. We have so many new areas of content that people are wanting to know about. So many emerging leaders in the Eagle's community. So we've increased that number to 11. And I want you to go there. I'll put a link. It's really too long. Well, it's 40dayseagles.com slash eagles hyphen nest. But the best way is going to be to grab a link in the show notes to show you exactly what those are going to be. And I'll tell you a little bit more about those as well as we move into our questions here. Now, in the original version of 48 Days to the Work You Love, I said that I wanted to show you how to plan your work around the life you want to live rather than the normal way of planning your life around your work. Now, that was back in 2000. Here we are 22 years later. Of course, the 20th anniversary edition of that book is out But that message has become even more pertinent today than perhaps it was awareness of back then. People who realize they don't want to plan their life around their work. They want to be in the driver's seat. And we've seen this amazing shift in the last two years here with the pandemic and all that's happened as a result of that. Now, the lead-in question that we have an information profile when somebody is requesting coaching with me. And it says, briefly describe your current work situation. So here's a response I received. This has been years ago, but I've referred to it frequently. Here's what the person said in describing his current work situation. Antithetical 
to my personal and professional expectations, unfulfilling on multiple levels, lack of meaning and purpose, a myopic pursuit of the almighty dollar, a parasitic and never-ending voyage into the shallow waters of avarice. Golly, see, there's that powerful, eloquent statement of being off track and having the understanding that money is never enough compensation for investing our time and energy. Now, that word avarice is one we don't use a whole lot. The dictionary defines avarice as extreme greed for wealth or material gain. And this guy says, the never-ending voyage into the shallow waters of avarice. So he continued, because of the necessity and immediacy of my situation, I took the path of least resistance, which has led me down a perilous pike of disappointment and despair. As a result of our financial obligations, I absolved myself of the freedom to easily pursue my dreams for the oppressive restraints of debt. The merry-go-round of my professional life has left me no farther than a few steps from where I got on and now with a weak stomach. Okay, that's the end of his statement about his current work situation. But you know, feeling trapped by the realities of life, I mean, he felt blocked from any attempts to follow his true passions. And incidentally, he had joined a very successful family business where he was appreciated, well-liked, and expected to move up quickly. Fortunately for him and any of us today, new possibilities are always possible. Now with him, you know, we mapped out a process for redirection and an immediate plan for expression of his very impressive writing skills. I mean, my gosh, when I saw what he had written, you need to be writing, dude. I mean, this is amazing writing. But he can, you know, hike, run a marathon, study fossils with his kids, get involved in a book club. I mean, his life doesn't have to be put on hold. You can immediately bring more life into your life, even if it's not connected just with your work specifically. I want you to remember the journey you can start today. Success is not some kind of future event. It is the progressive realization of worthwhile goals. Thus, either you're successful today or you're not. So if you have goals identified and you're working toward those, you can identify as a success today. You don't have to wait. Well, I trust you're not feeling trapped in those shallow waters of avarice. I want you to do something noble, purposeful, and fun today. So we, I've been talking a lot about the Great Resignation. I mean, we know that. We, I told you that in November, there was a record 4.5 million people who quit their jobs. Back in April, the number was 4.3. And I talked a lot about that then. Well, I did some presentations on that. We knew it'd never be that high again. Well, guess what? It continued April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and November, November being even higher than all of those. So there were over 10 million people who in that brief period of time quit their jobs. But yeah, it was 4.5 million in November. And then I added last week, though, we know that there were 6.7 million new hires in November. So it's not like everybody's quitting and nobody's working at all. People are, no, a lot of people are moving and there's more hires than the people quitting. So we have an overall rise in employment, employment, unemployment has dropped down into 3.8, 3.9%, which is really quite low, but we've got this massive move. I mean, workers are quitting 
in what uh, really a lot of older people may even see as dumb or harmful moves to their careers. You mean you quit your job that you had? You know, why would you do that? You're going to mess up your career path. You're going to mess up the resume that you're going to be able to share. But depending on where you are in terms of age, you realize those coming into the workplace today in 20s and 30s, they see the world differently. They see what happened to mom and dad, mom and dad who took that job right out of college. Their idea was to be loyal, responsible, stay there for 35 years. Well, that's not happening much anymore. And the younger generation just doesn't put that kind of value on staying in the same place year after year after year. As a matter of fact, some companies in evaluating candidates may not see that in the positive light you may think. If they see that somebody's been at the same company for 20 years, they may not say, oh my goodness, this is the kind of person we want, loyal, no matter what. They may instead ask themselves, has this person really kept up with changing times? It can almost be seen as a negative. Just really, really dramatic changes in how people are viewed in the workplace. Now, we know that there is a whole lot of people who are quitting out there. And this has led to what we are calling the hidden resignation. So the great resignation, all these people just quitting their jobs. What about the hidden resignation? These are people who have essentially left their job, but they still show up every day and get a paycheck. Now, you can understand that kind of mentality. Yeah, they really checked out. They know they're, they're not committed. They're not loyal. They're just getting a paycheck. They're doing a minimum to stay there. You can see this a whole lot. Well, guess what? Companies are starting to measure for pre-quitting behaviors. They know the challenges they have to keep people, to get new people to come in. If the ones they have now leave and they're starting to look for pre-quitting behaviors. Now, here's some of the things that seem to be on that list. Their work productivity has decreased more than usual. They've acted less like a team player than usual. Uh, They've been doing the minimum amount of work more frequently than usual. They've been less interested in pleasing their manager. They've been less willing to commit to long-term timelines. May have exhibited a negative change in attitude, uh, less work and work motivation than usual, exhibited less focus on job-related matters, may have been more verbal about expressing dissatisfaction with their job. Um, They may have a whole lot of reasons to leave work early or to call in sick and not be there. I'll tell you a couple more here in a minute. May have lost enthusiasm for the mission of the organization, less interest in working with customers. So there's patterns that companies are looking for. Now, interestingly enough, you know, I I hate to go here, but we know that when somebody has planned their own suicide, they often will have a change in behavior where they're really happy, they're really outgoing because they've resolved in their mind what they're going to do, it's settled, and it may look like they've really turned in their behavior just before they, in fact, you know, do what they've planned to do. The same is true in work. If somebody's planning to leave, they may actually be really chipper. They may be more excited, more enthusiastic, Because they know what they're going to do. They know they're going to turn. I know so many people who have already written their resignation letters. 
They're just holding them, just deciding when they're going to turn in that two-week notice, but they've already got them written in the drawer, ready to go at a moment's notice or on their email, ready to hit send at any given time. And so those people may be actually more excited, more chipper at work. The other thing is, if people are going to go look for another job, they know they may have to use where they are currently as a reference. So they want to give a good impression right at the end, even though they've already decided they're going to leave. So they may be ultra chipper and efficient, willing, all of those things. You can easily see if somebody's more active on LinkedIn and companies are doing that. When they see somebody who's constantly involved in LinkedIn, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of new connections, groups joined, articles shared. It could be a pretty clear indication that that person is looking to boost his or her social profile and find their next opportunity. Now, here's one I saw in some kind of thing that came through. Uh, They may have great teeth. That's a pre-quitting behavior. This is kind of funny because, you know, you, you may be suspicious about an uptick in medical appointments, but a lot of times people who know they're going to be leaving, know they're going to be looking for a new job. They address the things that may be little negatives in their appearance, like getting their teeth done. So all of a sudden, Somebody's got a whole lot of dental appointments because they're getting their teeth fixed, getting those cavities filled, teeth cleaned, whitened, and all that. That can be a subtle sign. They're getting ready to leave out the door. All right. Well, part of the challenge is, you know, companies are um, driving a lot of people away, and they're presuming that people still have the idea that their jobs are the most important things in their lives. I mean, it's easy for a company to think, well, God, we give you a paycheck. What more do you want? Why do we have to pat you on the back or care about you as a person if we're paying you? Well, guess what? These these kind of days, they do. I mean, the, the pandemic, the volatility in the workplace that's been going on the last couple of years here, it's really kind of loosened the chains of people who have felt like they're slaves to their workplace. All of a sudden, people have been exposed to new opportunities. They were forced to work at home. And all of a sudden they're saying, whoa, that working at home really opens up some new doors of opportunity for me. I don't think I want to go back to the office. And same thing is true in education, students all the way down to grade school who figured out, gee, they can learn from home. Are you kidding me? Not have to get up at six o'clock to catch a bus out the door when it's cold outside. So a lot of students and parents are figuring out new ways of education, but that certainly happened in a workplace where a whole lot of people realize they have more control over their lives than they thought they did. Here's another thing. 74% of employees feel they deserve more recognition. More recognition. I mean, how in the world? It it seems so easy. Just more recognition. You know, a few nights ago, last Friday night, at my mastermind here, we had about 30 of us, and we had a special dinner at our clubhouse here. So, you know, they had a menu for us, and... I went outside, outside our room where we were all set up for this elegant dinner and met the four people who were going to be serving us during the course of dinner. So I wanted to meet them in advance. Now they were already get, it's an automatic, I mean, I didn't even see a bill, but it's an automatic that they're going to get 20% tip for serving us. 
So, so they're going to get, you know, with the bill that I would have, those four people are easily going to get a hundred, hundred fifty dollars each for serving us dinner. Well, knowing that doesn't matter. I gave each of them a hundred dollar bill in advance before they ever brought our food in and just thanked them for us being the recipients of their fine service, express my gratitude, you know, that they were there and that I knew they were going to take care of us. We were going to be easy to work with. It doesn't, it doesn't excuse rude behavior or anything, but I wanted to thank them in advance. You know, if you really look at the origination of the word tip, it's an acronym T I P and it's to ensure promptness. It's intended to be given in advance to ensure promptness. You don't do it after the fact. You should do it in advance. Well, anyway, just giving recognition to people goes a long way in having them feel more validated and appreciated. And certainly as a customer, yeah, it helps on our end as well. Well, back to this. So there was a recent Stanford study that um, a lot of companies responded to with all the layoffs and pay cuts. Even companies that didn't make such decisions showed a lack of understanding and sympathy for their workforce. I mean, a lot of people, as part of their requirements, even if people were at home, they required daily video conferences, you know, being online sometimes more than once a day. And so we have this phenomenon called Zoom fatigue. You can probably identify with that. Zoom fatigue, because a whole lot of people are just tired of having that demanded of them, where they have to be on yet one more video call. All right. Hey, I'm going to take just a short detour here and we're going to, I'm going to come back with and play you a little audio clip that kind of ties into what we're talking about here. It's somebody screaming debt free on the Dave Ramsey show, but it relates to what we're talking about here. The music, just a reminder that you can submit questions here. We go through lots of questions. I consider it an honor to have those questions coming in. Just send your questions in. If you go to 48days.com slash askdan, there'll be a form there where you can fill that out. So again, go to 48days.com slash askdan. Submit your question, your success story, your resource for others. If we use it here in the show, I'll send you an autographed copy of the newest version of 48 Days to the Work You Love. Now, this has been, this has been some time ago, but there was a young couple who did their debt-free scream on the Dave Ramsey show. You're familiar with that. Somebody pays off their debt entirely. They call in. They do all kinds of versions of their debt-free screams. This was a young couple. You'll realize why this was so significant for me when you hear this. Now, I'm just going to play part of it, but I want you to hear this incident. Well, I'll save that when I come back. Here's this clip of a young couple doing their debt-free scream. We are calling in, I have uh, four kids and no debt, so we wanted to let you know about it. Four kids and no debt? How much debt have you paid off? Well, over the last four years, when I first started listening to you, I was a granite measurer driving around Phoenix, Arizona, totally bored in my truck, looking for something interesting to listen to on the radio. Heard your show, and we had, at that time, three credit cards and a bunch of just worthless junk. But over the last four years, we've paid off about $195,000, and uh, we just paid off the house that we owned at the time. We, we got a little crazy and, and bought a new house recently, but we just sent in a check to pay off the house that we were living in when we first started your program. Wow. 
So debt-free but the house. Yes. Absolutely incredible. Way to go. That's excellent. $195,000 in four years. What was your household income through that four years? Well, the first three years, we were making anywhere from forty to 50000 a year. Um, I did basically everything under the sun. I was a car salesman. I owned my own granite countertop business. My wife, um, you know, was a stay-at-home mom. She also taught aerobics. But then I really took to heart what you said about uh, Dan Miller's book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, and I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired and working for somebody else. And I started, uh, you know, looking for something that I could do that I truly love to wake up to do every morning. And the last year of the four years of this process, I've made substantially more because I, like you always thought, I love what I do. And so I'm one of the best at it. And the money has just come in and we feel so blessed for it. So, so what are you doing? How much are you making now? Well, it's pretty unique what I do. I'm basically a social media expert. I'm, for lack of a better word, a YouTuber. Okay. I make online videos on YouTube, and I'm part of their partner sharing program mm-hmm. where I get paid through Google AdSense for mm-hmm. making YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And um, we've kind of over the last three years that I started doing that, built up an audience of over you know 800,000 people that watch our videos, and we do product placements in our videos and basically get paid through advertising, you know, through our daily blogs that we do. I love it. So you're making a couple of hundred grand a year now. Well, who's counting? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me, Mr. Social Media. Excellent job. I love it. You're you're counting because you just paid off your stinking old house. I like it. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. (laughs) It beats saw and granite, I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're incredible, man. That's absolutely fabulous. Congratulations. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, that's so fun. That's a Dan Miller story. If you haven't sent that to him, you need to. I will. I will. Yeah, he needs to know about the guy who <laughs> sold cars and sawed granite, and now he's making six figures plus doing his own deal that he loves doing. That's fabulous, <laughs> man. That's a great story. Oh, that little, that little bitty 48 Days to the Work You Love book. That, that rocked your world more than our stuff did. Because, I mean, we, you were doing the right stuff, but, man, you just poured gasoline on the fire, didn't you? Yeah, that's that's what we needed because me and my wife, luckily, I, I married a girl who wasn't a spoiled brat, and we've agreed with money from day one. We, you know, we never, you know, we kind of, I guess actually once we heard you, it just clicked because at first, yeah, we were like, what? How much can we afford a monthly payment? You know, we, we fell into the same, you know, 90 days, same as cash, all that crap. But then once we heard well, anyway, it, go, it goes on from there, but uh, that was the gist. Now, obviously, I played that for a couple of reasons. Uh, this idea of the great resignation has been going on for some time. That audio, that, that message there, that actually happened in January of 2011. So that's a long time ago, but it's still so relevant. Guy driving around in a truck, you know, working at a job, dreaming about doing something else, listened to the radio, took Dave's advice, got 48 days to the work you love and uh, changed his life. And uh, they have continued their crazy couple with their four kids and uh, what they're doing. They've continued to do have really leveraged that into extreme success. I won't even give you the financial figures, but it was well in, well over what even Dave was guessing at here at that point. Now, the other thing, the other thing is, for those of you who have a product, what do you think that did for me? That video 
has been watched on YouTube. Well, on the way it's been out there in audio, it's been watched on YouTube 1,096,900, I mean 1,096,992 times. Over a million times. What do you think that has done for recognition and sales of 48 Days to the Work You Love? I mean, it's just an idea. But so many people think, well, you have to do some kind of paid social media ads. You know, you have to do this. No, you don't. If, you, if you're focusing on developing relationships rather than just focusing on transactions, it's amazing the things that can happen. And that's what I've always done It's focus on relationships. So that's just one quick example. But if you have a product or service you want to get out there, certainly there are probably things you can do that would be comparable to that. Now, I often do give book recommendations in addition to my own. And one I want to mention here is The Dream Manager. This is a book came out a few years ago, but The Dream Manager. This is a fictional story about a company that was dealing with the problems of high turnover and low morale. So the managers in the company started to look at what really drives the employees. What they discover in this story, a delightful story, is that the key to motivation isn't necessarily the promise of a bigger paycheck or title, but rather the fulfillment of crucial personal dreams. So if somebody is working in your company and their dream is to get a new house or to buy a nice car, to go on a cruise vacation or whatever, or to complete a degree. I mean, a lot of things. There are companies that actually are establishing dream managers. I mean, what a delightful concept to have a dream manager. And that book goes through that. So I think, and that's the title of the book, The Dream Manager. Well, in this change that we're seeing, there's a couple other things here, and we'll wrap up. But just in the change that we're seeing here, a lot of workers have found that they can have more autonomy and flexibility. They can find a new boss, that being the guy or the gal in the mirror. I mean, the fear of change has kind of gone away. They know there's tons of jobs out there that are available. So the idea of feeling trapped because you may not be able to find another job or start another business has really gone away. You know, a lot of people are moving away from living to work. And instead, embracing that idea, working to live. Like I talked about, again, back in the original version of 48 Days to the Work You Love, I wanted to show you how to plan your work around the life you want to live, again, rather than the normal way of planning your life around your work. Now, most people who are working on a big goal, like starting a business or a side biz, you know, they're, they're really not looking for more courses, guides, and checklists. I mean, we've really dug into this in our community. What are people looking for? And of course, when it comes to you know, wanting more flexibility and autonomy, yet it relates to what I've discussed repeatedly on here, some of that coming from Daniel Pink's book, Drive, where he says, people want autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Companies that think if we just give 50 cents an hour more than the company down the street, I mean, where my grandson works, they just announced they're giving everybody a $1 an hour raise. Well, that's nice, but it doesn't really change people's sense of the work they're doing in terms of having the value, the addition to their life that they want. And that's not enough. Purpose, autonomy, and mastery is what people are looking for. We have really focused in on that 
in our 48 days community and looking at, you know, how do we all get a stronger sense of autonomy, mastery, and purpose? Now, this doesn't mean you have to just quit your job. If you've got a great job, fantastic. Be a leader there. We have hundreds of examples of people who have done just that. Certainly, there are people who've decided, gee, they want to do something on the side. We're seeing more people who are doing both, who are keeping their job. There may be some of those signs of pre-quitting that are just simply people realizing this isn't all I'm doing that has value. I'm also dedicating time, that 15 hours a week, to what I'm doing on the side. But what we have found in our Eagles community is that people aren't looking for more courses, guides, or checklists. You know, we have a wealth of those, and certainly we all have access to that easily. More knowledge, information out there is really easy to get. But what people are looking for is a connection, a connection with people who are just a few steps ahead of them in the process of where they want to go. How can you connect with somebody who can be kind of a guide where you can follow in their footsteps? I mean, a lot of what I've done over the years is simply that. Find people who are already performing at the level at which I want to perform and then just model their behavior. It's a real common process to increase in your success. Now, one of the best ways that we're doing that right now, and I share this, certainly I would love to have you um, be involved in the Eagles, and a lot of you are, but even if you're not, I want you just to think about the concept here, because we have really moved into this and found that one of the best things we can do is to develop these Eagles Nest. We do this four times a year, Eagles Nest. These are small groups of 20 people who meet together online once a week for four weeks to focus in on a particular area. And what they do, what that means is that's a small enough group. They can talk to each other. They can pick the brains of the person leading it. We have amazing people who are leading these groups. So people choose which of these would really help you in what you're doing. Now, here's an example of some of the things that are going to be in there, some of the Eagle's Nest, the Purpose Mastermind with Mark Delaney. I'll give the names because a lot of you know these people. These are proven leaders in our community, and we give them the opportunity then to lead the eagle's nest. Have you ever asked yourself, Mark says, is is this what I'm supposed to be doing? So that idea, certainly no novel idea here in this show, to find your purpose. What is your purpose? So he actually has a process, a beautiful process to walk people through understanding that. Bootstrapping your business with Colleen Law. Colleen Law, she's got her PhD education. She's an academician, but she has found a beautiful niche about what she does in her business to generate money far beyond what she ever experienced as a professor, but bootstrapping your business. So that's one. These are all Eagle's Nest. We'll meet for four weeks and they start right here at the beginning of February. Marketing from product to profits with Sheila Davis. Sheila is one of our team members has proven herself over and over again. And just how do you take a product and develop it and move it right into profits? Dan Warheide is leading your story, your brand. Is your message working? How do you get your message across? How do you develop that brand that we all talk about? Now we got two pastors who together, John Sanders and Les Hughes, are leading your business as your ministry. I love what these guys are doing. I know very, very intimately what they're doing, but they're helping people develop reasonable profitability, even if they really have a heart for service and ministry, which is a real common kind of positioning for members in our community. Quinn Harwood 
is leading breaking through belief barriers to crush your goals. You know, what are those things that are holding you back? How do you get clear on where it is that you're going and how do you move forward to that? Eagles 101 with Elizabeth Fisher. Again, Elizabeth is on our team and she walks people through the process of understanding how to connect the community, how to use the resources there most effectively. Daniel Crandall, how to present well on video. I mean, he's somebody that I've used. If you've ever seen me on video, I'm using the lighting setup and then sound and everything that Daniel set up for me. So he's helping people do that. We spend so much time on video today. And when you see somebody, you know, on a video call and it looks like they're in a dark room, you know, with no lights on it, you think, wow, they really don't look connected. They don't look energized, engaged. You can change that just with lighting. And he shows you how to do that. Greg Gray is our Eagles Dean of Business. Uh, he's going to be presenting how to plan a small business, how to go from lift to orbit. And then song catching is an interesting one with Francis Dross. Song catching, a delightful writing experience who if you, you, she, wants you, she wants you to come up with a phrase, something that was really significant in your life. Remember that experience. And you can just write a simple sentence about that, perhaps. Then the combination of the group, they're going to bring those together and write a song. Now, you may end up with an individual song or group song, but how to turn that experience into a song. She's a master at doing that, and I love listening to the things that are coming out of there. And then Eric Johnson is our Eagles Dean of Podcasting, Growing Your Business with Podcasting. I mean, he was in, I was doing the Eagles Nest on Podcasting originally in our Eagles community. I love podcasting. I'm a big believer in the potential of podcasting. And then I realized, here's this guy, Eric Johnson, in there, and I could tell from his questions and doing a little background checking on him, he's way more experienced in podcasting in terms of the technicalities and really the str- using strategy in your podcast than I am. I just do it once a week. You don't love doing it, but he's way more deeply involved in the process than I am. So I said, geez, you need to be the guy teaching this, not me. So if any of those topics you know, sound like what you may need to get your goals moving in the right direction, we've got a special offer going on right now. You can join the Eagles community, be part of one of these Eagles nests for the month of February for just $4.80. Now, certainly, I mean, a lot of, I mean, some of them have already filled up, but depending on when you're listening to this, you can jump into that. Again, we'll put the, the link in our show notes here. It's 48dayseagles.com slash eagles hyphen nest. That's the link. We'll have it written out in the show notes. If you go to 48days.com and check the podcast notes there, you'll see it there. Now, I wanted also, uh, this is just something new, but uh, having these deans of different areas, I want each of them to have an opportunity to come on here. So I'm going to be introducing just little audio clips from them, just short, but I wanted also to have my daughter, Ashley, who is really our community manager there, but she's put together just a short clip just to describe her experience in Eagles. Want to share that? And then I got one more story that's going to really uh, grab you as we wrap up today. I'm Ashley Logston, Dan Miller's daughter and chief inspiration officer at 48 Days and dean of family and relationships in the 48 Days Eagles community. I know you've been hearing my father talk about the 48 Days Eagles, and I wanted to take a minute to offer you my perspective. I'm a nature girl through and through, and my first desire is to be outside, so much so that we've been RVing the States full-time for five years. Yet I know the online world opens up doors way beyond where I can travel in a day. 
It allows me a lifestyle that is location independent so I can go to mountains, beaches, and everywhere in between. And the online community that are the 48 Days Eagles is like no other community online that I have found. Just like RVers can come from all different backgrounds, the common theme for both this online community and my full-time RVing community is the same. It's not a look or a profession. It's a mindset. It's a desire to live beyond the box and create the story you thrive in. Yes, the entrepreneurial mindset runs rampant in this community. It's the heart of 48 Days. No matter who you are working for, yes, you yourself can be your own boss and decide today to take charge of your life and get intentional about what you want to create. We talk about the three critical components in our community, having the right mindset, the right idea, and the right network. We focus on mindset and ideas through our talks, our workshops, our courses, and more within the community and the network. We even have a dean of mindset. Well, what I love about this online community is that it's simply the merge ramp to a highway of opportunity and connection. If you make a connection with even one eagle that shifts your mindset, propels your business forward, or helps you get started, it's worth it. And the testimonials speak for themselves. I'm grateful it's easy to keep things flowing in a community where positivity reigns and we celebrate each other's successes no matter how small. I invite you to join us. Check it out for a month or two and see what happens. This isn't about having to take on and do everything we offer in this community. I invite you to check it out and start with one thing, one simple step. It might be taking the flight path quiz and starting with materials offered, setting up your profile or commenting on one post. What is going to be your worth it moment? You won't know if you don't take the first step. So join us today and see what one thing may build onto another to truly create that life you thrive in. Go to 48dayseagles.com and join us today. All right. Hey, I've got one short story I want to share with you here as we kind of wrap up. This comes out of the rudder of the day. Um, one of the little books that we've offered for quite some time. Anyway, the story is Get Off the Nail Today. And it addresses people who may be tolerating something just because it's familiar and overlooking some kind of a new opportunity that's right available as well. But here, here it is. I heard a story from my friend Bob about an old dog lying on the front porch. A neighbor approached the porch and could hear the dog softly moaning. He asked his friend why the dog was whimpering. And the owner said, he's lying on a nail. Well, uh, expectedly, the man said, why doesn't he move? To which the owner replied, I guess it just doesn't hurt quite that much yet. Well, about a year after sharing that story on my podcast, I had an attorney call me. He said he was that old dog, very much in pain about his daily activities, but the pain was still almost tolerable. The image was so indelibly etched in his mind, that he started every day identifying with that old dog. So we discussed his situation, I mean, his clear sense that he was off track and the necessity for dramatic change in his life. I mean, he was seeing his family, his health, and his peace being eroded by his commitment to keeping things the same, by the work that he was doing. Yet six months later, I was still waiting for him to begin the process of implementation and exploring new options. See, that comfort of familiarity can be so alluring, even if it's not the best. I mean, I see lots of people 
uh, droning through their mundane lives, you know, complaining about the way things are, complaining about the way they are not appreciated, like we're talking about, but they're hanging on to that comfortable misery, blocking the thrill of new and unrealized successes. Well, I hope you're not like that old dog. I mean, somebody who moans and groans about their situation but doesn't do anything. I mean, how bad does the pain have to be before you get up and do something? And in the workplace today, we have amazing new opportunities. If you're in a negative environment, one that causes you pain and anguish, maybe it's time to take a fresh look at yourself, define where you want to be, develop a clear plan of action for getting there. I remember our quotation for today was, he who has learning without imagination has feet, but no wings. So here's my four-step recommendation for you. Number one, check to see if you're just showing up or if you're showing signs of pre-quitting. Number two, ask yourself if you've planned your work around the life you really want to live. Number three, are you the dream manager for your own life? And number four, check out our Eagle's Nest to see if one of those is a fit for you. Well, hey, I want to thank you for listening, for sending in your questions for being open to growing, for being a powerful force, for making the world a better place. And as you know, for believing without a shadow of a doubt that we can, doesn't matter what's happening out here, doesn't matter pre-pandemic, during pandemic, post-pandemic, doesn't matter what the economic trends are in the country, doesn't matter who's in the White House, what's happening politically or internationally, you can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.